Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. To the oh, number one, baby, biggest podcast, Super Bowl edition in HD. Super Bowl edition number two. This is our second Super Bowl preview. It's the second time we've ever previewed any game. Can you imagine being a Bengals fan and having a Bengals podcast and having a Super Bowl edition? Can we just appreciate the moments, please? We're doing it right now. I'm imagining it in yeah. real time. Yeah, no reason to imagine. But am I dreaming? I still feel like I'm dreaming. Yes. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think everything is going according as planned. You know, I thought, I thought this was all going to happen. I said it. And the Bengals are here and they're doing what they're supposed to do. And I think this is going to be the norm from here on out. So get used to it. But, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, where do I watch the Super Bowl? You know, I want to see, you know, I want to get all the real-time stats. I want to interact with the players, right? I right. want, you know, I, I, I want to a virtual reality experience for the Super Bowl. Well, you can do it on Brinks.tv. They uh, have exclusive rights to the Super Bowl. You can what, watch on Brinks.tv. That doesn't sound true. I, I, I would be very surprised. Now, now, I'm a big fan of Brinks.tv. Of course, he's TV. not saying anything. So I, I like to watch yeah. their special programming and all of that. I, I am a fan, but I do not yeah. think they have rights to this major event. Well, they have rights to this show. I mean, it can't be that many more people watching Super Bowl. But Well, this is the Super was, Bowl of, of sports podcasts, if that's well, what look, you mean. Brinks.tv, if you watch there, they have so many amazing shows Courtney I mean they're just looking at some of the ones that you told me about before we started and uh, yeah there is one called hold on, hold on bald winning it is hosted by Stephen Baldwin it is about no. how to win at life while being a Baldwin no he's not one at life he is a Baldwin but he's actually one of the most contemptible well, and disliked Baldwins I don't, I don't know about that. And, and, he's and that's odd considering that active. the other was, He's very yeah. active in the community. has a lot of uh, strong opinions. But look, uh, guys, bengalspicks.app.link slash e slash dhs. That is, is still going on. You can uh, still win tickets to Bengals games. You can win sign merch. I'm not even kidding. You can win merch. all sorts of amazing and, stuff. And, and remember that if you and, don't use our link... Yes. Russian spyware automatically comes on your computer. There is no yeah. other way to download this link and to access bengalspicks.com than right. to use That's forward slash link. DHS. But look, DHS you just go there. Sports. I went there and I basically, I just, you know, you guess how many receptions Tyler Boyd's going to get, you know, how many yards Joe Burr going to pass. How many things he's going to get? I, I said six to eight. Okay, you know? sounds about 68? Right. Yes. It's a lot. Six to eight, yes. And look, guys, we've been doing this show for a while, we and have. our favorite guest of all time, 
Yeah. Yes. The the most entertaining, liveliest, hardcore Bengals fan. He tells SNL it. SNL alum. Yes. Don't forget. SNL alum. He comedian, he is, newly yes. married. That's right. I'm Good singer. Right. Absolutely. He has oh, he has so many albums. I love his albums. And he is Luke, the machine, null. Welcome oh, to yeah. the show, Luke. Oh, yeah. I'm a machine. You're a machine. Yo, yo. Everybody's a machine. Whoa, look at the bling. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I've been working on it. These are these are real. It's real um, tiger fur. These are made out of. Well, I cannot support also, that. But yeah, you shouldn't have said I can't that. support that. But I do support your marriage. No, they I'm were babies. So they were babies. Well, that makes it worse. Thank you guys so much. Uh, guys, I got to say, nice level up with the intro and everything. I miss the good old days when you guys were still illustrations. Right. We've really, yeah. we've really taken it up a notch. I mean, it takes a lot to be number one. You know, Joe Burrow has taught us that lesson. You right. got to up your game. Yeah. I mean, look, there are expectations. People, you know, the team has spent money. They bought those tigers, the fire breathing tigers that, mm -hmm. you know, have intimidated so many opponents over the past few months. And we invested in our show too. You know, we and, got, you know, and, we, got... and, and we, we have, but it, it, really does it, i really want to be clear that this is the cheapest man alive i was reading an article the other day about how uh, someone was complaining that they force people to stand up in retail because when they sit down the cashier would yeah. sit down it looks like they're lazy yeah. and i thought of me and john and how, john, how we yeah we always have have you seen the intro you saw the intro around the treadmills that's because daddy daddy yeah. makes us be on a treadmill when we write so we don't get lazy this man is, is, is an uber capitalist. I haven't felt my calves in six years. Yeah. It's for the best. It's, you know, is he's it? doing it to, to breed a culture of excellence. Yeah. He's breeding something. Yeah. He's breeding hatred. Well, you will thank me later. It is. You know, yes. Yes. And, and I. Are we losing Daddy? I feel like Daddy is, is, is glitching from. I'm certainly losing. His, he probably didn't pay his his internet bill. Or you guys stopped running on the treadmill that powers it. That's probably what happened. So, Luke, you're in LA. Mm -hmm. Now, I am indeed. What's the vibe in LA? We've seen we've seen the clips of Cincinnati and how crazy everybody's getting. We've seen the parades. Our LA our LA people. I live in Malibu. I don't leave the house. I'm planning to go to the game, but I try not to leave the house because, you know, paparazzi and all that. So tell me, what's the vibe on the streets outside of my house? I'll tell you what. So I've now lived here for two L.A. Super Bowls. I was here in 2018 when the Rams went right last time. Yeah. And you would never know that they even had a, a football team, let alone that they were in the Super Bowl. Right. Uh this year, I feel like there's a little bit more hype around it. I feel like the Rams have had a little bit more time to, to gestate in the city. Still, though, for the most part, they don't care. Right. Uh, they like if, if this if for some reason the Chargers ever make it and like, let's not wish that on anyone the, the Chargers make it. Odd. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. L.A. will just be hearing about that team for the first time. They'll be like, yeah. whoa. We have that. They like they do not care at all about the. They Chargers. don't care. I mean, I know they um, love the Lakers out there, but but I feel like it's not so much of a football city, which would indicate yeah. that the Bengals deserve to win. Really, 
Well, let us oh, talk I mean, about. Yeah, let us back. talk about our players. Yeah, let us talk about our players over there in Los Angeles. The B boys, as they're calling them, they get around. They were they were all around UCLA. People were taking the the, the pepperonis were taking pictures of them all over the place, and uh, and really, but really, who are the B boys? They they uh, is the Bengals. They wear the B. We've, we've so watched them all year. Oh, the Bengals, and, okay. Yes, that's them. Oh, I got you, I got you, I got you. And I've so never look, heard that, that term. But here's a serious question also, for John. This logo yes. is better, right? Do we they, that logo, that actually logo has been, it's been, it's blacklisted. It is not permi permissible yeah. anymore. But John, yeah, right. I have a question for you, Shoot. Mr. Sheeran. The Bengals have, they played some ugly games, down to the wire games, defensive battles, not a lot of offensive fireworks. And all the games, correct me if I'm wrong, but in pretty, you know, cold weather, you know, wintry weather. And now they're in LA and it's that sun and, you know, and it's, and, and, and it's a different vibe. Vitamin know. D. All of that is stuff. Do you think that environment, playing in a different environment now, you know, not practicing, because there's a very strategic move to not have an indoor facility so that the wintry conditions, so that they can taste the ice. Like I always ask John, I tell him, you know, I tell him to go research yeah. outside because it, it, it'll harden him up. It'll... Well, you, you believe that in, yeah. the, in, the, in the winters that it should be cold and in the summer that it should be hot because you don't like to yeah. pay. But yeah, it's, right? it's part of the prehistoric training regiment. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. So John, what though, really, what do you think? Do you think playing in, the, in kind of the in summary conditions now will affect their playoff kind of momentum? Yes, I will say yes, because like you said, they played outdoors for three straight games. Uh, I don't know if it was that cold in Kansas City, but it's the middle of nowhere in Kansas in late January, so it's not exactly warm. They've spent the past couple days now getting acclimated to Los Angeles weather. I think it's like a heat advisory out there, which is crazy for being early February. It's going to be in a dome, though. It's a controlled environment. Joe Burrow has played two games in his career with the Bengals in the dome against the Colts in 2020 and against the Lions in this past season. He's done well both times. Like Maybe that is what is the missing piece. If we're still waiting for offensive explosion, fireworks on offense, maybe playing in better conditions, get some more controlled atmosphere and just more consistency, consistency and stability. But what's important now is that they're practicing in that type of weather. They practiced indoors in Cincinnati when there was an ice storm happening, so they've had no incursions, no delays, nothing that was stopping them from getting the work they need to get in. And that's the most important thing. They're getting in work now. They're getting acclimated to the time change and everything. That, that, that's a disadvantage because the Rams are practicing in their own facility. They don't have to travel anywhere. So the Bengals are just catching up, and I think they'll be fine. Well, and, and, and well, let I me add, as, as, yeah. as a QB coach, that, that usually the challenge for a QB is actually cold weather with the hands getting cold. It's, it's linemen who tend to be a little heavier who, do, who have a hard time with hot weather because they're wearing all the pads so when it gets hot. But it's a controlled environment, as John says. So I think, weather, I think it's sort of a non-factor. I think we're going to see... I love, the controlled, I love the controlled environment, if I may you know, interject That's here. not what they mean. I love, I lo no, I like the fact that, you know, what, not, you can't just say anything. You can't just play any way you no. like. 
No, I you knew can't where just you were going. Publish any books that you like because no. it's a controlled environment. They're not talking. They don't the actual, the actual climate, not not the societal climate. They can control the climate now. That is amazing. See, in the old days, you couldn't even you couldn't do that. So that is advanced controlled environment. I, I knew you were going there, and it is love not it, John. That way, I, they can I, I control the weather. Wow. They can't. The, the climate. It's it's more of a yeah a lo longer specific. period of time. Yeah. That is fantastic. I love it, John. But no, what you're telling me, I was thinking the opposite direction. I was thinking, look, their their offense is not taking off in the playoffs because of that offensive line and the nature of postseason games. And without that offense, they've been winning with kind of grit and you know with with defensive games. I was thinking it might work to their disadvantage. You're telling me that no, this could be the game that the offense goes off in the postseason. Which I, I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah, I feel like you kind of set me up there, so I'll keep that in my notes. Okay, John, let's talk about the, we talked about Aaron Donald versus our offensive line last week. Let's talk about the, another premier matchup, Ramsey versus Jamar Chase. There's been a lot of people talking about it. They're probably going to isolate Ramsey on Chase, at least some part of the game, right? And Jamar Chase, very physical receiver. Ramsey welcomes that kind of physicality. He likes that. I think he could have played safety. He played safety a little bit, right, in college. So, Jamar Chase, I don't know. What was what his biggest game this, this, this postseason? I don't think he's had a 100-yard game. He's had he some was, big catches. Yeah. No, he, he crossed 100 against the Raiders in the, the wild card round. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And that was the only time that he had any like downfield production. He had like a couple of receptions down the sideline, but a lot of it has been after the catch. And that's just right. defense is just um, adjusting to what Chase is good at. And this is the playoffs, right? You need to do everything in your power in preparation to handle what the other team does best. And what the Bengals did best in the regular season was throw bombs to Jamar Chase. The thing about the Rams is that despite having Jalen Ramsey, who is arguably the best cornerback in the game, their safety play is not phenomenal. They play a lot of single high uh, coverages. And sometimes Ramsey gets exposed on some of those deep routes. I don't know if it's tremendously wise for the Rams to just have Ramsey follow Rams Ramsey. I don't know if it's wise to have him follow Chase around the entire field because if there's one thing that Joe Burrow's good at, he's good at diagnosing what, what defense is just trying to do in the pre-snap phase and adjust his decisions going forward when the ball is snapped. So if he knows that Ramsey is currently always occupying Jamar Chase, I think he's going to look at other matchups with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd who, in my opinion, are just completely overmatching the, the Rams other cornerbacks aside from Ramsey so if, if it's just Jamar Chase going back and forth with Ramsey and having a so-so day that won't stop the Bengals offense from being productive so long as Burrow is kept clean yeah I love Luke, it and Luke I, I, I saw just want to ask shaking. John real quick yeah. yeah I want to ask something John real quick how did he get the nickname Ramsey is it like did he start as the mascot and then he moved up to cornerback or no you don't know okay his name yeah Ramsey yeah I love you think, it. You think that's his nickname? Need, it's just a coincidence. Yeah. That's actually okay. his name. I see. I he see. happens okay. to play for the Rams. Oh, I see. I see. Luke, please. Yeah. Like if a guy with the name Brown played with the Browns, it doesn't mean he was named after the Browns. Luke, I saw you shaking your head yes at what John was saying. What do you think? What are your thoughts yeah. on Jamar Chase? He, he, like he was saying, I've seen that they, you know, they've given up a lot of deep balls, but they've also, I think I read somewhere that they gave up the fourth most yards after catch as a secondary too. So I'm thinking... Feed, even if we're feeding Jamar like we have been the previous two games, which is just one yard down the field and seeing if he can make anything happen, 
this this secondary that you know you can have some success doing that too so and i don't think they 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 make it sound like ramsey's not going to follow jamar around the field but no matter where jamar is going to be he's going to have you know, probably a safety cloud in his side so but if we know anything about jamar it's that he's not just a deep threat he can you know washing machine you around yes on at the line of scrimmage and make something happen so and yes, that's going to yes. happen that's yes, going to happen is- it is the intangibles. It is the intangibles with Jamar Chase that you have to be careful about because he's yeah. much more than just a guy you throw deep to. He's a guy you can throw short to. He's a guy who, who, who takes pressure off of our other excellent receivers. I, that's why I'm so excited about this offense is because there's just well, so many options. Yeah. But, I mean, look. You know, Did we you guys see the, the, are we, are we going to talk about Mixon? Did you guys see that insulting tweet about Mixon? What the heck was that about? Now, what was no, the guy's please, name? Please remind us. What, what, what did he say? All right. Well, I can't remember the guy's name, but his football commentator dude on Twitter was saying that, that Joe Mixon's success is overblown and that you could put Perry in and the team would be equally as good. And I was like, what games have you been watching? Mixon right. has been one of the keys to our success. And Mixon is going to show that guy up. Anybody, hey, hey, can we find out who that guy was so, so we can name him now, shame him after the game? I'm going to look at it. it. John's on it, yes. John's on it. I thought you were talking about the tweet about how if it when the Benjis win, that Mixon will be the highest paid running back to have ever won a Super Bowl, which I'm like, that's kind of wild. But it's well-deserved. That is crazy. I I mean, if anybody anybody proved that he deserved every penny, it was Joe Mixon. I mean, he had a lovely year. He did an excellent job. Yeah. I don't know what else I you mean, want we have from the like man. Number million. three in the league, right? Isn't he number yeah. three in the entire NFL? I mean, what do you, what else do you want from the guy? Very good. But, John, so, well, let us move to along the lines, and maybe we can talk about the O-line, D-line matchup. So you talked about if they can keep Joe Burrow clean. Now, it's not. let's just emphasize, it's not just about, you know, the, the sacks and the hits. It's also about the, the plays that aren't sacks and hits, you know, if sometimes you get into these ruts where you, you even when you're not getting hit, you're not getting sacked, you're, you're playing a different type of offense. You're, you're not you're not looking down the field because the, the, the opportunity is not there. It's and you have to switch to kind of you know the quick outs or whatever it is. And so they might you know the pressure might be such. What I'm saying is he might you know be not be kept clean, but he also might not have any opportunities to go downfield. So. What, how do you see that playing out? Is he going to, because you know against Tennessee he got sacked nine times, but he has still made some big plays downfield, you know. Yeah, and and he somehow managed 350 yards in that game, which exactly. is nothing yeah. short of remarkable considering what happened. The Rams unfortunately also utilize a lot of twists and stunts like the Titans do, and the Rams don't really blitz that much because they don't have to. They have three pass rushers with at least 10 sacks on the season. Von Miller looks like the old Von Miller that he was with the Denver Broncos. Leonard Floyd is no scrub coming off the other side. It's just that you know that they're going to put attention to Aaron Donald and and they're going to slide protect towards Aaron Donald to make sure that he doesn't have a one-on-one opportunity. And naturally that means putting more attention to the side where Von Miller is because Von Miller typically goes next to Aaron Donald. In this situation though, like the Bengals love to go out of empty. They love to have five receiving options for Burrow to have because they know that Burrow can make those decisions pretty quickly after the snap to get the ball out because you need that to happen when you only have um, five blockers and empty protection. I don't know how many times they can do that in this game because 
even on some of those plays that you were mentioning where it's the ball's designed to get out quickly against certain coverages, the Rams can still get home quicker than the average pass rush. And I know that the Bengals have played a lot of great pass rushing units this season and they've managed to overcome it, but this is la creme la creme. This is the best of the best. And this is the ultimate test for Burrow to negate a dominant pass rush. So I don't know how many times they can go and empty. I think they're going to have to utilize a lot of chip locks from Uzama before he reaches out or goes out um, to run his route. And obviously Mixon's going to be involved in that as well. It's, it's going to have to be a mix and bounce, and they're going to have to be really careful about when to take their shots down the field because it has to come in situations where you know that the Rams aren't just going to pin their ears back and rush those lanes. Now, Dadio, let me just yeah. quickly let me just real quickly yeah. hop in here and say that I read here what what I was talking about earlier. So this is from Michael uh, Salfino, who is uh, a, uh, he's from 538 Tops, the athletic editor of Bet Prep. And Michael Salfino has said, we have to accept Mixon is not a good running back. Journeyman Perrin has been just as good, if not slightly better. Yeah. Well, this is what happens. When you mix politics with the sports, you should stick to 538, whatever they do there, whatever they are, whatever. This is what happens when you don't watch Bengals games. This is what happens when you just read a bunch of stats and somehow try to make sense of it. But but Luke watches Bengals games, and he knows that Joe Mixon is very talented and whatnot. And I think that's an interesting topic with this game, Luke, because we've talked about how is Joe Burrow and the offensive line going to manage that pass rush, but is it completely out of the realm of possibility that they utilize Mixon on some of these early downs to just keep that defensive line on their heels? Because the Rams, for as good as of a defense they are, they're not exactly dominant against the run. I mean, you look at last game, they ran on first down, what, like an insane amount. Like, I, I forget. Almost every time. It, it, almost every time. Yeah, like almost every first down. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm watching this game. Like, how many times is Zach Taylor going to call a pitch play in the red zone for negative two yards where I'm like, when was the last time one of those pitch plays works? It feels like it never works where I'm like, I understand we're not trying to run directly at Aaron Donald too. Like I get that as well, but uh, I mean, I think it is going to be like, can Mixon at least make them hesitate for a millisecond and think maybe they're going to run. You know what I mean? Like you can't count Joe out. Like I'm talking to Mixon, but I mean, I, I get whatever guy like P Ryan has had some nice splash plays. He had he got us back in the game in the AFC Championship game, and I'll give him love for that forever. But he also it was responsible for Joe's lone interception in that Tennessee game too. I mean, he doinked right off his hands and gifted a an INT to them and put them back in the game. So it's like. I don't know. I'm so, you, you can't go in there saying like, oh, P. Ryan is he's just as good. But it's like, I also think P. Ryan does get not enough love. But at the same time, yeah, you got to give Mixon some love. He's going to he's going to make them at least hesitate. And he's he's a threat and he's better than anyone the Rams have. I'm sorry. He, he just yeah. is. Well, I mean, let's be honest, John. I mean. I don't, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe the running game could be a big factor here. But, I mean, the Bengals, the way their running game works, and when they're effective running, it's, it's, it's usually the passing game that sets it up. It's later in the game. Like we saw Mixon finishing out against the Chiefs. He finished up, you know, he, cleaned, he, he kind of came in at the end, and, and he, he helped us, you know, get better field position. He put the game away. Put the game yeah. away. And, you know, early on, 
again, and I keep talking about the passage, John, you were talking about Aaron Donald, that like, you know, going to have another man. I saw a stat that even when he's double teamed, Aaron Donald wins 25% of the time, I think, right? Sure, so, but you're not going to yeah. just have him with one guy and, and lose as well. You need to do everything in your power to make sh to like limit those Move odds, away. you know? Exactly. Yeah. John, what about, yeah, I mean, are there any sort of, I don't know, I mean, yeah. Well, we, we, we've talked a lot, enough about that. Let us, let us move to the other side. So Andrew Whitworth, obviously, he is coming off an injury. Is he 100%? I don't know. He practiced full today, so I think, yeah, he's, he's going to be okay. 80% okay. of Andrew Whitworth is still one of the greatest in the league. That's, that's like 6'4", 300 pounds instead of his full size, yeah. I mean, yeah, the man, yeah. is, man is amazing. Let's be honest. Andrew Whitworth is an amazing, amazing guard. And, and he's going tackle, and he's going tackle. up against Trey Hendrickson, our best pass rusher. We're not going to move Trey around to avoid Whitworth or anything. I doubt that. No. Yeah. So Trey, I mean, he's going to get his. Trey's going to get his. Like I, I, as good as Whitworth is, and I'm not saying that Trey is like Aaron Bengals Donald have, level, but, but Trey's pretty relentless. Like he'll yeah. get he'll get one. Yeah. And yeah. Bengals have speed and maneuverability, and we can't forget yeah. that. When it comes I mean, on B the defensive look, BJ, side of the of the line, B.J. Hill has been a playmaker the whole season and in the postseason. I wouldn't be surprised if B.J. Hill gets a sack, you know. And uh, really, I I am hoping we just have one big defensive play early, and we and we rattle Matt Stafford. That will that will change the entire dynamic of the game. He, he's that will not open as he's not that up. easily rattled. That you, he makes a lot. Even if he gets yeah, sacked. He is. Yes, he's he is. He's he's led the league. He's led the league in pick sixes two years in a row. By the way, that's seven pick sixes over the last two years. But I think yes, I think please, this go goes. Bo I think this goes both ways though, because Sean McVay, who's now Matthew Stafford's play caller, he does a great job of designing uh, opening game scripts to make sure that Stafford is not really putting the ball in harm's way. If those mistakes are going to come, I think they're going to come later in the game when it yeah. goes off script, right? And then Louis Anarumo has time to make adjustments based off what McVay's doing. You got to understand, like the Rams' offensive line, it's solid, but a lot of it is propped up by the fact that they design their play action passing game so well. They they disguise some of their play action passes with the, the same concepts that they run out of and it just nullifies the pass rush really really well so Hendrickson when he has those true pass rushing opportunities where it's just a drop back situation that's when he needs to get to Whitworth because they're going to play action play action play action to slow down the Bengals front four and that's allows Stafford to make some of those easy decisions early in the game if these if, if there's going to be turnover worthy throws I think it's going to happen later in the game man I, so, I think it all comes down to whether whether we can shut down the run like we did in Tennessee early on, because you know Kansas City was gashing the Bengals yeah. defense in the, in the first half, they were they were busting us for like six six yards of carry. It felt like every time they ran. So it was like it, it's hard to ever think that you're you're going to be able to put any pressure on a guy when it's you know, isn't, isn't it crazy third though, and that two? Like, or, isn't it crazy that Derrick Henry is like the most the most inept running back against the Bengals this postseason? I mean, he was clearly no. not a hundred percent, but no, I'm with and, you. Like that, that, but John, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that, no, but they were force feeding him, John. I mean, that sure, was yeah. like they gave him twenty, and it was like we don't want to expose Tannehill. And then you know, people are like, wait a second, Tannehill, come on, he got them. You know, he won a couple of playoff games a couple of years ago. Just throw the ball, and he throws the ball interception. Throw the ball interception. Throw, you know, so it's like really when it's so clear that the quarterback is so limited. The running game, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was destined to fail. Now this game, you're right, John. Normally, I would say Matthew Stafford. You know, he's not going to go off a script. 
He's not going to, you know, have those breakdowns until later in the game. Let's say it's a shootout or let's say they're behind and he, he tries to be a hero because he's got that big arm. He's got that Texan gunner stinger mentality, all that. But he's a big boy. Florida I would say this, boy. John. The Super Bowl is different. The Super Bowl we, we used to have, I mean, recently we've had a lot of close games. We used to have a lot of blowouts. We used to have a lot of games where quarterbacks who had MVP-like seasons look terrible in the Super Bowl. It's a different game. It you is. know, the nerves are different. One right. little mistake here, one little mistake there, and it can all unravel, you know? Well, I mean, well, I mean we, we saw that before. If we, if, right, yeah. We if saw DJ that before Reed in 19... couple stops. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Luke. I was going to say, I mean, it's easy to, like you said, McVay's going to, he's going to have a good script to come out of the gate. This is the Super Bowl. If if. If we have a big monster DJ Reader game like we we saw in Tennessee, just early on we put him in a couple third and longs. Matt Stafford loves to throw interceptions. It's like his favorite yeah. thing to do. He's gonna yeah. give the Bengals one. And I get what you're saying once they're off script, but if you put him in third and long. I you, mean, you let our guys tee off. No, no one's given our D line any love at all. Yeah. you know what I mean. I mean, or, look, it's him. You know, Secondary's yeah. hot. They're hot. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, one tipped pass, one a screen where he's a little bit too antsy, something like that. We get something early. We get the we get the interception early. I think, yeah, the game's going to work in our favor. But really, if we want to you know, know the yeah, other thing, yeah. the other thing that I think that's kind of funny is like I think a lot of the storyline that this is a Rams home game is a bit overblown. A bit. Uh, I mean, I know. I I mean, it's like first of all, to me. I felt like the Bengals had way less of a shot of winning in Arrowhead against Kansas City. I really was like, oh, yeah, I hope we win, but I'm not. Yeah, like everyone's saying, like, oh, this is another home game with the Rams. I'm like, here's I mean, have you looked at their they barely had a home game against the 49ers. It was like 50 percent 49er fans in the Super Bowl. It's not even four fans like I'm trying. It it costs an arm and leg. It's going to be a bunch of corporate people who aren't really rooting for either side you know that's yeah. all it is it's about it, it this the super bowl as far as who's attending is not for the fans it's just not yeah. like you can't make that argument anymore I, it's just no. a lot of corporates you know tickets in deals and stuff that are given away which is why i'm like that mean that gives the bengals a little bit more of an edge you know what i mean yeah. i'm not gonna say that it's gonna be mostly bengal fans it's not gonna be mostly any anybody's fans yeah you know what i mean super bowl I fans just, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, look, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people are going to be forced to watch at home. And some people in other countries might be watching. And uh, really, when you want to watch anything online, why not use NordVPN? Because NordVPN, okay. as you know, it is, it is the fastest VPN. And it gives you security, gives you safety. And you can access all sorts of information from other people's computers all over the world. No. You can watch all sorts no. of programs. That's illegal. And if you go to NordVPN, oh, yeah. you will get a lot of money off. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think it's like 70% off and a one, one month free when you use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. So yeah, you, why not just watch it through that? Why would you go to the game? Just buy, you can buy like, I don't know, 5,000 years of NordVPN subscriptions for the price of a Super Bowl ticket. So there is that. Do, do they put DH Sports anywhere or something? Like this? Isn't this a no, promotion? It's, it's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. I oh, don't know okay. if we get any money. Yeah, we just, we have to say it. Otherwise, All Courtney right. will just end the show immediately.
Okay. But cut it, cut off, cut look, off your mic at least, which could be a good thing. Look, we've been talking about what might happen, what might not happen, but there is somebody on the show who actually uses black magic and other yeah. sorcery to to tell us what will happen in the future. And yeah. I'm talking about Dr. Hoji Dr. Kesmoji. That's and right. He's here with his hojoscope. With my hojoscope, and you know, I I do. I I like to use uh, astrology runes. I've used all these things, but. Every time I tried to think about this Super Bowl, I came up against like a black wall, a hole, black hole. I couldn't figure out what's going to happen. And then I, I realized what was missing, which is when was the last time the Bengals were in the Super Bowl? It was the 80s. It was the late 80s, but it was the 80s, 89. So what is the greatest cultural artifact of the 80s? Do you know, Luke? Uh, Rubik's Cube would be my guess. And I tried that and it didn't work. But the next greatest is the 80s movies. So I went through my catalog and I started to watch which 80s movies would tell me something about what might happen in this game. And when it came to the Bengals, no movie summarized what I think will happen more than The Best of Times starring Robin Williams and Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell playing a, 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 a high school sweetheart quarterback who uh, throws almost the game-winning throw but then gets his knee injured and is out for a while until after, well after high school, Robin Williams convinces him to replay the game and guess what? They win. Well, who else has hurt his knee? Who else is coming back to win? Joe Burrow. Now what about Stafford? What's his movie? Well, I, I, I went through the catalog more and there's a movie that, that, that was from 1986. From 1984, before that, there was a movie called Beverly Hills Cop starring Eddie Murphy was supposed to be starring Sylvester Stallone, but actually Eddie Murphy ended up getting the role and thank goodness he did because it's a great film. What's the story? A man goes from Detroit to LA, just like Matthew Stafford has. And the movie was, was nominated for best screenplay at the Oscars. It was nominated uh, for uh, best uh, score, best picture at the Golden Globe. It won none of those awards. Meaning, Matthew Stafford will win no Lombardi trophy in this game. Put it all together, what do you get? My prediction Yeah, let's is, just get your prediction, please. Yeah, let's go to predictions. It was a long walk, but it was worth it. It was worth it, because I, I take you with me. You see, I take you with me through the, through the signs that I'm reading here. And what I, putting all of this together, my prediction is that this is not going to be a close game. The Bengals are going to wallop the Rams. I know that sounds odd, but I believe it. I believe this offense is going to come out kicking and screaming and punching and fighting. And Joe Burrow, this man could play on Mars and he would not be at all uh, affected by his surrounding. This man is, yes, this man really is like that shirt says, he's the David Bowie. He is the, you know, he is the wild card of yeah. the NFL. And so I, I, I think it's going to be amazing. I think you're going to see amazing offense. I think that, I think that uh, Stafford is, is a great quarterback, but I don't think he can rise to the occasion. Yeah. Well, Mr. Luke, the truth, null. What is your prediction? I'm honestly oh, by the way, Hoji, not Hoji, sorry. What is your Super Bowl MVP? Hoji. Sorry. We didn't get his MVP. Yeah. You know, Hoji. Yeah. Jamar Chase. Okay, sorry, Luke, please. I'm not too far off what Hoji's going for. I think I, I, I'm taking the Benjis. Oh, I'm taking Joe Burrow, and he's gonna. we're going to win at least by seven. I'm, I'm putting that in the, into the ether right now. That's, that's my prediction. 
Okay. Love it. Okay. Love it or leave it. Yeah. Mr. John Sheeran. I, you know, let me just say something. John seems a little more tense than usual. I, Why do you, you say can that? Tell. I, I just, I sense it, John. I can sense it. And it is the magnitude of this game and how important do, it is. Do you sense what I'm about to say in terms of predictions too? I'm, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. Go, go ahead, say it, and I'll tell you if it was without. Oh, okay. Time and time again, Joe Burrow has led teams in must-win situations to victories, whether it be ugly, unpleasant, or straight domination. We've seen this now for three years, going back to LSU. It has been the clashing philosophy between what the Bengals normally do and what Joe Burrow is now accustomed to doing. And so far, thus far, it's been the Joe Burrow side dominating the perceptions and the narratives of the Bengals. And that has ultimately kind of overpowered me in terms of predicting what they do in these situations. Now, in this playoff run, I thought that they were going to beat the Raiders. I didn't predict them to beat the Raiders, though. I thought that they had a good chance against the Titans. I didn't predict them to beat the Titans. I didn't think that they were going to beat the Chiefs. And they beat the Chiefs in a very similar way that they beat the Chiefs back in Week 17. I'm done doubting Joe Burrow and the Bengals in these types of situations. I know it's the Super Bowl. I know it's the most talented defensive line in the NFL right now. And I know this is, it, it, it's, it can't get any bigger than this. And everything is culminating and building towards just the, the whole story and the legend of Joe Burrow. And maybe it will be too big. Maybe this is the one time that he falters and the Bengals don't get it done. I, I'm not going to pick against them in the Super Bowl. I didn't come on here to say that the Rams are going to win. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be kind of low scoring, actually. I don't think the over is going to hit. But I'm done predicting against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I'm going to say the Bengals win 20-17. to 17. Wow. wow, John. No more, That's... no more concern about the jinx then. What jinx? That you, John you, always. Do, do, yeah. do you think Joe Burrow and everything that he is and everything that he does and just the team in general, the way that they're composed mentally and just their aura? Do you think that jinxes have any power over them at all? Because I'm done believing that. Yeah. Well, well, Hoji does, and he has Amen. some very strange kind of uh, rituals. Webs and different. Yeah, I'll take care of it. Don't worry, John. I'll take care of it. I'll break the jinx. Joe right. is too magic. Joe is too magic. He, well, let, you're right. You can't bet against him. You can't bet against him right now. He's too hot. Yeah. Destiny well, quest. Now I'm kind of ashamed to give my prediction. Oh no. Because I have picked the Bengals for how many weeks in a row, guys? I think like six or eight weeks, and I've only been wrong like once or twice. Yeah. And once, I think. I think it was only one once. And I picked them many, many times because they've been winning a lot. But you look Already at this game. Already, how dare you? Already, how dare you? Well, no, I mean, you look at this game, okay? And you look at, we've been struggling with offense the whole postseason. And now, you know, I just think about it. I think about Aaron Donald and Von Miller, like John said, next to him. Von Miller. Super Bowl MVP Von Miller made some of the biggest plays in that he wasn't just Super Bowl MVP, he was postseason MVP, right? He had, what, two, three sacks of, of Tom Brady, interception. I mean, he was incredible. That was Cam Newton. No, no, the AFC Championship game. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the Super Bowl, too. But I'm saying it was the whole postseason. And he's heating up again. Von Oh, no. I think Vaughn might have sacked Daddio again. Always been a, yeah. one of the top players in my mind. 
Daddy, you're going to have to repeat that. You said Von Miller yeah, has... What's going on. Yeah, go ahead. Von Miller has... Okay. Yeah, yeah, we, we're with you. Well, he's always been one of the top defensive players in my mind. You know, I mean, I know he's had a kind of a low point, but I don't think he was motivated. You know, he had some injuries and then lack of motivation. And then the other guys that if, that we mentioned... Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, the other, the other guys, the Leonard Floyd, and, and there's one more guy that had like almost double-digit sacks. It's a lot, you know? And, you know, you look at that and you look at with the way our offensive line has been performing. Let me mention, by the way, Frank Pollock was very confident. They asked him about this matchup. And he's like, I'm sick of this matchup. I don't like this narrative. Fake news. He basically said fake news. I don't know if he used that You're word. You're the only one who news. says that. No, but John, you saw that, right? You saw what he said, Frank Pollock. He's like, I don't want to hear about this anymore. They say one thing. I say something else. Right? So I like his confidence. But it is a... It is, a bad matchup for a team that is heating up. They turned on, you know, they really, they really turned it up against the, the 49ers late in the game. They're like, hey, we got to win this game. And the defense just took over. And I think on the, the other difference, side of the ball. You, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, I oh, think, like, the amount of sacks is, it, I mean, we've seen that Joe can overcome an insane amount of sacks. I agree you're probably going to need more than 19 points to beat this Rams team, I bet, uh, which is what we won with against the Titans. But... I think the big thing is if we can just hold on to the ball, Joe, as long as we're not giving up strip sacks, that's what loses you the game. You know what I mean? Like, we're, yeah. Joe's going to get sacked but a little bit. It's it's not can just he hold on to the I'm, ball? I'm wondering if the offense can take off. That's my thing. Can the offense get going? Because, look, the play calling against the Chiefs, let's be honest, we were very fortunate to win that game. Like you said, it was 60 70% runs, and they were not effective runs early on. And – we just kept Joe just kept finding a way to pick up third and long. And that doesn't happen normally. That was a very a strange game. I think that was almost as strange as the Titans win in the way that we won. So that's the thing is the offense doesn't pick up. We have a few three and outs early on, right? Cooper Cup maybe gets a big reception. They get a you know field goal range, touchdown range. We get behind, then what? Then all of a sudden that defense is gonna, you know, they're they're gonna get more aggressive. So you know, you look at that. While on the other side, look, you have, like John said, you have Joe Burrow. And he gets it done. He's been getting it done. He gets his team pumped up. But you put those, you know, two different kind of approaches. You look at them side by side. And ultimately, I have to say, I think that Los Angeles will be the winner. That is my prediction. And the final score will be 31 to 20 Bengals. That's my prediction. Now, how does that make Los Angeles the winner? Bengals. Oh, because Los I mean, Angeles will be witnesses to Joe Burrow's first touchdown, first Super Bowl, and it is going to be a great thing for the city, and the people of Los Angeles are going to have something to really take pride in. It's going to be a very joyous occasion, one of the biggest events in Los Angeles history. You basically so just said si- Luke's going to be the winner then. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean the first see, yeah. half, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So there Los Angeles, the city, wins because they're hosting the Super Bowl in which right. Los Angeles, the team, loses, but Joe Burrow wins. I, I thought that was obvious. Yes, exactly. So, look, let's be honest. You, you have rubbed elbows with a lot of millionaires and billionaires over the years in your entertainment Such career. Yes. Mostly and, Hoji, yeah. And so we are hoping to rub some of that on us. And we have a lot of promotions to, to talk about here, Luke. I, I don't know if 
We can even get through all of them. First of all, if you're looking to buy a Super Bowl ticket, you go to TicketIQ.com, use the promo code DHSports, and no fees. You will pay no fees, and you'll get $150 off. If I'm not mistaken, you pay no fees, $150 off, that means they give you $150 to go to the Super Bowl, and that is amazing. So you get the best deals on the internet at Ticket IQ. Look at this. Look at the Super Bowl, the, the tickets. They're going down fast, 15%. How many more years before they're affordable, John? If they go down 15% a day. That is crazy. Still messed up. Still messed up. Yeah. Courtney, can we get the next slide? Now, you look at the trend here. Wow, that is incredible. I don't understand. There's so many numbers, but you can, I can see that it's getting cheaper. And famously, the, famously the best time to buy Super Bowl tickets is three days before the game. That's when they're right. at the lowest. Yeah. Yes. And the last slide, if you will, Courtney. Yeah, and they have a finance plan. So if you want to go to the Super Bowl for 12 months, it's only $830 a month. That is nothing. It's basically free. $830 a month, you can, you can, for one year, you know, that is the price of like a coffee, as they say. And in Los what Angeles. What kind of coffee would that be? Yeah. I mean. And you get, you get, uh, you, you buy now, you pay later on Ticket IQ and use the promo code DH Sports. Okay. John, we also have the Patreon. You can go become a patron. We have yeah. a new uh, patron and, uh, Yes, we have a new patron for one in the one dollar tier, and you can also join on Google. These are all the different things you can do, Luke, to support the show, Number One Bengals Podcast, that is going to be pretty soon. The, the show about the number one team in the entire NFL. But, but but we're ending on kind of a sad note here. Sad music. You're yes. talking about the fact that most people cannot afford to go to the Super Bowl. Don't right. forget. Let's be honest. The best seat in the house is in front of your TV. I mean, yes, absolutely. you're going to watch it. You can scream without being judged when Joe Burrow scores on your HD LED screen. Enjoy this yes. game, Bengals fans. You have earned yes, it. And when you, you have waited, TV, yeah. You have waited, Bengals fans. You have waited for 30 plus years. Your day has come. You've earned this. No team, no other team in the NFL, no other fan in the NFL has waited as long as you have. Enjoy this moment of yours. Really, walk around with a smile and a Bengals cap and tilt your cap a little bit. Because you can be proud that we made it this far and that we have a real shot. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And if you use your TV, don't forget the promo code DH Sports. Oh my gosh, and you turn everything still into money. still get $10. That's what I oh believe. my lord. Every, but money, look. Money, money. Okay, so. That, yes, that is all we have for Luke, Null, and Dr. Dr. Gismoji, and John, Smokey Robinson. Cheers. Oh, yeah. I'm Daddy McDook. We will see you after the, the Bengals are Super Bowl champions of the world. So long, SVT. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.